from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. It's Tim. I'd like you to know that I retracted a really bad joke just then. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know why. I could see you were holding Didn't, on to something. It was a total ding. I I'm could see waiting. that. I was. I've got to tell me during a break. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Welcome to Masonic Light Podcast, episode number one hundred and thirty-seven. What? One hundred thirty-seven. Do you know this month we begin our seventh year? No. Again, we go, we keep adding a year every two months. I, I know. How does I, I, that <laughs> mathematically, somebody a, told me it was our it seventh is. year. It's it the is. Chaldean oracles. Oh, that doing okay. that. No, it actually is. If you go back and look at the dates of these, that's amazing. Yeah, yes. We're now measuring the show by the Julian calendar. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a great episode in store for you tonight. Uh, we're missing one of our own. Uh, Pete is on assignment. Um, actually, he is on a the long. He is in the fatherland. He's uh, on a well-deserved uh, and... No, wait a minute. It's not his fatherland. He's Italian. Well, that's true. He's Italian. He's not in Italy. Sorry about that. It's an Axis thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's, complicated. it's he's, really complicated. He's, he's heading down guy. the Rhine River right now, we think. So, uh, anyway, uh, great that he and Stephanie could get away for that. And uh, we're going to try to keep the wheels on at least as <laughs> poorly as we normally do. Uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by our... Patrons on Patreon. Um, Huzzah. Yes, and we are so uh, appreciative of our patrons. And for as little as $1 a month. That would be $1. $1 a month. You could be a contributor and supporter of this fine, fine podcast. Uh, tonight's guest is Brother Tommy Long Jr. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, discussing uh, uh, Freemasonry with him. Uh, Tommy is a member of Chosen Friends Lodge. Number 43. Number 43. I should remember that. 43. How right. hard is that How to remember? That? Come on. And for those of you in central Pennsylvania going, wait a minute. Lodge 43 is in Lancaster. You're going to learn a little bit more about that in a little bit. But uh, before we begin... We normally well we we normally go around the horn and see what's been going on since we last gathered. Jack, why don't you start us? Since last we met, I've you done remember really that very little masonically speaking. <laughs> That's we not had, true. No, we had a we had a stated meeting last night, Tuesday night, second Tuesday, seven o'clock. Be there, Aloha. Um, it was a uh, we had a very short stated meeting by design. Get in. Do the business, read the petitions, get out, close the lodge, and then we went downstairs for our speaker, uh, who was Mark Perlstein. Mark is a past um, worshipful master and right past right worshipful grand senior warden of the Grand Lodge of Maryland. And um, Mark was one of those people that I met when we started our relationship with Amicable St. John's Number 25 in, in uh, Cockeysville, Maryland. 
So um, we've participated with each other all these years, 15, 16, um, well, 15 years anyway. And uh, Mark came up and gave a great presentation um, on the similarities between um, Passover and Easter, um, which uh, many people who are students of religion understand the, 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 the congruency there. Um, but then he turned it into Freemasonry, which was an interesting twist that I have never applied to it. So it was a really interesting uh, meeting. We had, uh, we had great attendance. And I'm going to shout out to the guys in the line who listened to this show. This is from me to you. The ritual that I saw last night was probably the best I have ever seen in my 16 years of Freemasonry. You guys were spot on. You care what you're saying. You do it well. And you know that it matters. And I love you for that. Um, so thank you and congratulations. You guys rock. Awesome. Larry, how about you? What have you been up to Masonically since we last met? Well, I'm giving him a heads up so oh, he can he's prepare for this. He's checking his calendar yes. like, <laughs> like he learned from Tim. <laughs> oh, lodge meeting. Josh, Josh wasn't there again. <laughs> I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Um, executive board meeting for Tall Cedars. Uh, what else? Goose and Gridiron. That's pretty much it. Good. All right. Brother Tommy, what have you been up to Masonically in the last few weeks? Um, this past weekend, we, the most worshipful Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, Prince Hall, um, we went through our mid-year service this past Friday and Saturday. So, um, What happens at a mid-year service? Um, that's basically where all the Masons in the state of Pennsylvania, they're Prince Hall Masons are supposed to report your required all senior wardens. Excuse me, let me tell say this right. All worship masters. Most there's, worship there's no pressure here, Tommy. Right? All worship <laughs> masters, senior wardens, <laughs> and junior wardens all right. are mandated and um as per part of your charge when you take another position to report Grand Lodge Quarter. All Grand Lodge sessions. Okay. Great. Cool. Awesome. Josh. We know you didn't go to your stated meeting. <laughs> I didn't go to stated meeting. What else haven't you done? What Josh? else haven't you done? Uh, well, I have participated in uh, committee discussions okay. and uh, the behind-the-scenes running of things. So that's a good taskmaster activity. Mm. Yeah, sounds very Illuminati to me. Yes. Anything I should know about? No. I would have talked to you already. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually been a very busy couple of weeks masonically for me. Um, <laughs> they laugh at me because oh, I can rattle God. off this. <laughs> it comes off so easy, but it's all off. It's, he's got a calendar. I mean, who's got a calendar? Color-coded calendar, no less. Color who, who has a calendar on their phone? Gosh, for, imagine that. It's yeah. amazing. So uh, back on the... Uh, at the end of March, I did a training with the 50th Masonic District, which is over in the Allentown area uh, on Grandview. I met with a couple of secretaries and treasurers that were unable to meet with our face-to-face -face meeting. Um, let's see, what else have we had going on? Uh, Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 held its stated meeting on the 4th of April. Uh, and the high note on that, in addition to it being a district deputy visit, was our oyster feed, where we Ooh. had about 60 folks uh, present for that. All survived? All survived. 
Nice. Um, it's good to know with an oyster feast. It's always yeah. a good good sign Absolutely. that uh, you got some good oysters. Yep. Nobody reports. Follow so. up is three days later. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. What since then? Uh, last Friday, I was uh, at the Valley of Harrisburg for the Logic Perfection uh, meeting, uh, where I'm in uh, one of those chairs, and uh, uh, some great things going on there in the Valley. Um, oh, one thing I didn't mention. Oh, do tell us. And I think, well, Larry wasn't there. Josh wasn't there, but Jack was there. We had Ubar Grotto since we last met. Um, we had a, uh, a meeting of Ubar Grotto, and prior to that, M O V P E R M O U S E. Oh, sorry. Um, Cigar Lodge Number One met at Union Cigar in Gettysburg. And that was really a nice shop. The, uh, we have a brother that actually owns that place, yep. uh, and he took really good care of us. Uh, we have, I don't know, 35 or so folks upstairs in their lounge, which I'm glad 65 didn't show up. Um, so, mm-hmm. But you missed a great time. Uh, brother Fouad and Romy from Hiram and Solomon was there. Easy now. Easy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I, actually, I have gifts from them. But not here no, or right now. No, they're in my car. <laughs> they're in my car. They they upped on sponsorship for uh, Masonic Light Podcast. Oh, attaboy. So they will continue as the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. Boom. Um, so uh, anyway. Good, because I was going to have to start rolling my own. <laughs> that's right. No, that's never a good idea. That's never a good idea. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk uh, to a very interesting guest tonight, a good friend of mine, Brother Tommy Long, uh, who is a Prince Hall Mason member of Chosen Friends Lodge number 43 in Harrisburg. 43. Tommy Talk. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. Uh, tonight's special guest is Brother Tommy Long Jr. from uh, Chosen Friends Lodge Number Forty Three in Harrisburg. Welcome, uh, Tommy. Glad to have you with us. Thank you. Uh, so, we're, we want to talk about a whole host of things related to uh, you being a Mason, uh, Prince Hall Masonry, et cetera, et cetera. So, why don't you start by just telling us how did you get into Masonry to begin with? I guess the easiest way to put it is um, the strong religious background I, that was in my family and s- certain uncles and cousins as growing up, whether they were older or younger. Of course, you took notes they had a certain 
jewelry on, ring on, and you know, but there'd be times they'd tell you, uh, you know, no disrespect, but you, you need to step away for a minute or two. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have some mumbling to do we now. We have some conversations what? we need to have. <laughs> going on with this, but you know, all of them had very good trait about them, but you know I me, mean? whether they were younger than me or older than me, uncles, friends, um, there was just something about them, not just that ring, because not all of them were a ring, jewelry. But it was something about them in that, that group when they, they would meet each other. It's just the way they came up and, you know, that hand just went out. And it's like, man, wait a minute, how come I can't get that kind of greeting? And eventually I put two and two together and like, actually, I called it a gang. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in some kind of gang. You know. Well, you know, but then eventually, you know, get you know, got invited to events, uh -huh. and that's wait a minute, you're amazing. What is amazing? You know, and one thing led to another. Eventually, you know, like they said, when it's when you're ready for masonry, it's gonna always be there, and then that's when you'll come to it, and. They were all there for me. Great. When I came nice. back and told How long ago was that? That was February the 12th, <laughs> 2011. Oh, 2011. Okay, so about 11 years. All right. That's great. Yeah. Um, Just talk bit. to us about um, kind of. And again, if you if you ask me to talk about the history of masonry in the United States, I'd struggle with this. But particularly as it relates to Prince Hall masonry, um, just I, I know most of our viewers can Google this stuff too. So uh, tell us about just Prince Hall masonry general. One hundred and one. Wow. Um, to bring people up to speed and the listeners, um, Prince Hall masonry. A lot of people ask. What is a Prince Hall Mason? Um, Prince Hall Masonry was, how can I put it, um, put in place and I would not be a, be a Prince Hall Mason if it was not for what Prince Hall himself went through when he came here to the States. Um, no men of color were accepted in any of the free Mason lodges here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Over a course of different letters and requests, um, basically it was deemed from the Mother Lodge to, well, you will give him a charter so he can start and form his own lodge, uh -huh. or we're coming over here and take everybody's charter and uh -huh. shut you all down in the United States. <laughs> Therefore, that day, Prince Hall Masonry, named after the founder, yep. was was chartered and and this all i mean for those that that haven't done any study on it this goes back to co colonial era and and Way. prince hall prince hall was a was a, a, a an avid patriot and fought in numerous conflicts, conflicts in in the revolutionary war so um you know and and rightfully so he expected to be accepted as a part of that that culture correct because especially coming from yeah. London and unfortunately it, it didn't happen so he he pressed on right? he pressed on and um, he even at being granted his charter and whatnot um, there was other issues another big issue where the Grand Lodge that was formed on beneath the most worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge was then not recognized and dropped and um, from the books 
And then later on, I can't remember exactly how many years it was um, after that, but um, they once again was regranted their charter mm -hmm. and reestablished and recognized officially as most worshipful Grand Lodge, Prince Hall Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. Excuse me, not Pennsylvania. Was, wasn't there? It was in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Right? There we go. Wasn't there a guy at the Academy of Masonic Knowledge who was kind of talking about that several years back? Yes. Yes. Uh, well, Oscar Allen was one. Right. He he talked about it. he was he got involved in some clandestine lodges when he was younger. Yes. And didn't realize what what he what was getting he got himself into. Yeah, that's right. I, it just occurred to me, and I've never thought I never thought about this because you know I, why would I? But if if Prince Hall knew enough to petition both the local lodge, the local Grand Lodge, and the Grand Lodge of England, was he already a Mason and just wanted to establish his own lodge? You are correct. Okay. I, I don't was, think I'd ever it, it, drilled it, down. Yeah. Um, when he came over here on the boat, he was already granted his... Title. He was already a Mason at he was that already point. Mason. He'd been raised. Okay. Yes. And um, coming over here, he expected to receive ah. the same brotherly love that he had <clears throat> before coming here. Interesting. Yeah. And unfortunately, <clears throat> with the way the United States history was back then, the colonial times, he was still looked upon and rendered as. You're not worthy of masonry. You, 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 you we're Got not going to recognize you, right? Got because it. of the segregation that was going on. There's no. It, it, it can be a touchy subject for some people. It's not for me, right? And a lot of us. I, I wasn't there myself. So but, 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 but <laughs> I not. <laughs> I was there. But some people have difficulty talking about. Sure. It. Yeah. Um, to me, it's better to ask for forgiveness later mm -hmm. and take whatever comes your way now. Yeah, well, and I think as with everything, <clears throat> it's all about the context of what was going on at that time. Exactly. And it, it it actually leads into, I mean, the history of our early years as a country. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I mean, even in the early colonies uh, were formed by various religious groups. You had the Quakers well, in Pennsylvania. That, you had here, the Catholics in Maryland. Yeah. You had the, you know. Mm -hmm. here, here's the thing with that. What happened was... He went to General Gage, yep. the British general, and talked and said, I want to become a Mason, blah, and went. And Gage invited him to the military lodge, made him a master Mason, and they formed a lodge. But then two years later, he and his men fought with Washington against the British. I mean, whoa, <laughs> holy moly. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. mode it be. So mode it be. <laughs> <laughs> So I had asked this question before we recorded tonight, and I want to ask it again because, it, and the answer actually makes sense, but uh, for our listeners who didn't hear me ask it the first time, um, you know, as the United States progressed, as, free, as masonry as we know it progressed, as Prince Hall masonry progressed, um, you know, our country went through those first 150 years uh, in a very torn uh, way, particularly uh, in many of the southern colonies, later states, and so on. Um, my understanding is a lot of those lodges that were formed in the South in particular held their meetings in churches. 
some held in church, mm-hmm. some held near church. Um, I can't think of the old hymnal that refers to that old oak tree. Um, Tied a yellow ribbon around. No, that no, was no, much. No, no, that was, sorry, that was torn no, 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 that's, that's you're going to do a totally different thing. Never mind. But um, there's there's a hymnal in reference to a tree, oak tree, uh-huh. by the church. Um, and the reason they used to do that by the church is because that church, that tree, was a sense of strength. Because regardless of what they went through as a race or whatnot um, a lot of times when they were lynched they were hung from that tree right outside the church mm, yeah. so it tended to take more meaning to the slaves and whatnot and so they tended to hold a sentimental value to them so they would go there and um, one thing or another the church most of the time wasn't a direct um, how can I put it um, wasn't somewhere where they would actually want to burn down the churches just blatantly, but um, they tended to, if they did that, there was word to believe that somebody told them that they were Freemasons meeting in there and Underground Railroad, mm-hmm. which is believed, certain parts of it, um, to be tied in with Freemasonry, mm-hmm. well, I, I fellas, um, and there's a couple other bodies, well, we say that for a later time <laughs> but um, it's funny how it all ties into each other because um, there's the sojourner mm-hmm. uh, but um, like I said I, it's, I know I'm crossing over different places and whatnot. but uh, but the people that know will know will, will know and they <laughs> right. understand why exactly um, because when masonry is a part of your life when you love it live it and that, I think that's a big key you love it, you live it, it's a part of you. Yeah. And everybody that knows you and knows the craft are going to see that. And I think that was one of the things when certain churches, because they didn't burn a lot of churches, but they did burn some churches. Mm-hmm. And I think that was because they knew there was some kind of affiliation with something that they did not want. And the biggest thing being, they didn't want men of color mm-hmm. learning, reading. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing if you learn. You had to learn how to read mm-hmm. in order to be a Freemason. Yeah. So, therefore, that was one way of keeping them where they wanted to keep it and keeping masonry out of their hands. Wow. Wow. So, in today's world, how much, how much of that like future knowledge stuff are, 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 is is a part of um, Prince Hall masonry, like the, the the esoteric study that what. You know, we make good men better. Yeah, how do we do that? We, we, you know, there's something in there that does it, but we're not really sure what or how. But well, it, 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 once again, you're correct. The biggest thing is you have to be a, I don't want to say a good judge of character. Um, with Prince Hall Masonry, the education and learning the constant learning and keeping it fun so that you can learn and grow as with your knowledge of masonry and the history behind you but you gotta also grow as an individual because you it's every person learns different Mm -hmm. and 
no two people's lives are the same. So your journey ain't gonna be the same as my journey in Masonry. Right. And how big a part of the of the learning, and I'm by learning I mean like the ritual, the ritual, the ritual. work. How much of the learning is a, is a part, do you think, of of the man's development as he becomes a more mature Mason in his, in his career? I mean, do you think, how important do you think that part of it is? I think that is very important because it's without that reading, um, oh, I just read a thing. Um, just so you know, this is a past master talking here. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I know what his well, opinion is going to be. But Mackey wrote a thing about um, Mason's. Who are Masons who read mm-hmm. and Masons who don't read, or something like along the way. Okay. But we all know that if you're not reading and studying and learning on your own, not just in that environment right. class, right, right, it's you're not gonna grasp what what the bulk of the the individuals are talking about mm-hmm. because. You're not teaching your. You got to teach yourself, and learn for yourself to be able to take part of something that. Right. The conversation so, that's being taught. In, I don't know. If, I don't mean to like steal. Go right ahead. No, no, no. Because no, this this education part of it and and the the deeper meaning of what you know what does this mean that we're talking about you know why why is it important that we learn these words and that kind of stuff, I, I'm just curious if if that is being taught in Prince Hall the same way I, I'm trying to teach here and I think a lot of the lodges around yes. here. Um, and the reason th- that's important is because um, there's no way to get it right from it. <laughs> <laughs> Just you be you. The Bible. <laughs> all right. We all have some kind of book that we all, no matter what your religion is, sure. higher being and that you turn to and you right. read. Um, I think by it makes you turn into your religion and your self awareness more mm-hmm. because the more you get into that, the studying is going to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. That's a, as, as you said, as being a past master. Mm-hmm. And you're going to always have to cross reference something, whether it's in a book, right. online. Or by casually conversing, like how you're questioning me as a fast master. <laughs> That's the thing fast masters do. But it's not to discourage you. It's to help make you feel at ease at the same time. Help you to talk about it. And so that others can see that, hey, he is yeah. learning something. But at the same time, um, maybe I can learn something from Fed. From him, because he has a different perspective. Two people have come up up to me or or us at the lodge, and and they would point at their friend and say, "I don't know what you did to him, but I want that." And and that's I mean that's that's our biggest recruiting. That's that's like friends who look at friends and go, "What the hell happened to you?" That yes, it's 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 when the individuals can see that in another individual just from that conversation or whatever you're having with them. They're like, that's the best testimony that's a, like, there is. That's a testimony yeah. there is, and it's life changing. Yeah. yeah, and that's the best thing I can say because, um, and once again, as a Prince Hall Mason, there's I've gone and to other lodges, and as I say, um, 
Set the punishment later. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, being it's not being recorded. Yes, uh, it is. Um, <laughs> we all know that we're supposed to travel. Sure. And it's huge. In order to travel, that's work. But we also know what we're supposed to put in work as a mason. Mm-hmm. Right. And you put in that work by embedding yourself. So that you can be out there in the community, goes represent, represent, and yeah. giving back to charity. Right, true. But um, without getting crossing line, too many lines. <laughs> we haven't we haven't gotten you. a letter from Grand Lodge in a uh, long time. So how, uh, how many bodies would you like to offend right now? <laughs> that's right. I'm just saying. Um, it's it, 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 it's I I I I I'm a strong believer in, and I tell individuals. Masonry is nothing to play with. I get offended, and I take it very, oh, and I take it very personal <laughs> when individuals are not serious with this, and you can tell when it's not part of them. We just told Tommy he can't use his hands. And, and, and now it, well, he can use his hands. He's doing a little Ricky Ricardo table. thing on the table. That was <laughs> the, the, the preacher was coming out of him. He was banging on the pulpit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> Babaloo! There's just so much. And, um, like, right here. Where else can you get this brotherly love? And... <laughs> You know something you know, here, bro. It, it, it's through masonry <laughs> that it helps also build you, your character, um, the friendship you make, the brother, the brotherhood um, grow stronger. And as a Prince Hall Mason, I've learned, and it's one of my goals, which we all know that they've been doing in numerous states, that they're both Grand Lodges are signing a treaty acknowledging each other. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So it's my own personal thing. My For my own personal note, for me, has always been to do what I can do for myself mm-hmm. and both for masonry. Free mas- and I'm going to say that Freemasonry in general. Right. And I want to keep the other titles out of it. For Freemasonry in general, because when all said and done, we are all Freemasons. That's, That's where right. it is. There it is. That's where it's at. Right there. That's it. Cool. All right. Let's take it. Why don't we take a quick break and uh, we'll listen to some plea for money from one of our various advertisers who help keep this running. We'll be right back. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com 
or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hiram and Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back. Tonight's guest is Brother Tommy Long Jr. Uh, from uh, Chosen Friends Lodge Number Forty Three in Harrisburg. Uh, Tommy, you mentioned earlier about the significance of travel, and I think that's something that we would all agree to helps broaden the learning and uh, helps us all become better aware of our communities and so on. Uh, blah, blah, blah 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 blah. Um, I know within the uh, Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. Within the state of Pennsylvania, for example, any Mason can go to another lodge, simply present their dues card, and if you know, obviously, if they've they're sat with somebody, they're good, and if they've not, then they go through a little exam. Uh, what's the procedure? Is it any different within Prince Hall if someone wanted to attend one of your meetings? Well, there's only really two differences. There's like, they, uh, to the best of my knowledge, one, if you have ever sat with a brother at that lodge um, and it doesn't have to be his own lodge if you've ever set for mm-hmm. that, that way um, because then therefore he can vouch for you mm-hmm. so that by that avoids even going through all that but that still is at the discretion yes technically of the lodge yes um, that committee that comes out um, to do the examination because regardless they still want to see a dues card uh-huh. um the only time there's a major thing before you the dues card and your question, um, uh, but I can tell you if you don't have a dues card, don't go because you ain't getting. Uh, um, <laughs> there's a new thing in our as long as they stick your, by the yeah getting your card stamped. Yeah, it has have to have that, that raised thing. seal. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. Um, with that that and I now that's not to say the most worship grab. And he passed. My special grandmaster walks in with you. Hey, look, he's with me. That's right. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a question. Sir, yes, sir. Well, and see, that's interesting because in Pennsylvania, our dues cards do not have that raised seal anymore. Well, mine does. It's interesting. We found the steel. Uh, the, uh, oh, the it, it is a, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a watermark uh, because of the way they do the printing now. Oh. Uh, yes. Well, with so, ours, it, it ha- on the Prince Hall side, everything, let me put it this way. It is a legal document because uh-huh. it has Lodge's name and it has the Grand Lodge name on it. Yep. Therefore, every Lodge will have their seal on it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Because so, the seal is registered. if you are going to visit a Prince Hall Lodge, and frankly, if you're going to visit out of state, this is a good oh, idea to our that's, listeners. Then you're talking about... Take your dues card to your secretary and have him have put the stamped. seal on your... Uh, dues card in Pennsylvania, or just and, take it out in the parking lot and put some rocks down and, and step and you on just it. Just stomp on it, and it w- looks just the same. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Too. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, and then there's other little stipulations. If you are a Grand Lodge officer, oh, okay, um, then there's a whole another level of which you had to do. Um, don't even get me. Uh, I forget the acronym. The, the well, JCC something. Um, <laughs> <but using laughs> Wait, you're I, going to the JCC? What I, is that? I, what? I can't even remember the acronym for them, um, it, but it is a specific position and title where they normally you would just get a hold of your worship district deputy grandmaster right. who would then take it from to the next step because when it's a Grand Lodge officer, um, as a matter of respect to. Out of protocol. Out of protocol. Mm-hmm. Right. And now we're talking Constitution. Yeah. 
Um, there's a certain and that's even true that, among our district deputies. If they visit outside of their own no, district, they point. have to notify folks. They yeah. have to provide protocol and so on. So, and they wear pants. And they wear pants. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so talk a little bit about your journey. You, you became a Mason. You got in. Um, you've obviously been through the chairs because you're a past master. Yes. Uh, what, I, what was that like? Um. There was different positions I can say I had more fun with than others. Um, I I can say um, there was a time I didn't like the steward position. Okay. Because you literally were bossed around. <laughs> you, you were a maid, housekeeper, hostess, whatever they needed you to be. But you had that was your that was another step in making you humble, um, and and also. Once again, charity. Mm-hmm. You were giving, showing charity work to your brothers. And you got to know the people. So. Yep. Um, so, but at the same time, um, I came senior deacon. I love that because in all of the degree work we go through, it doesn't matter which position pillar is talking and doing what they got to do. You can't go nowhere without the senior deacon. Therefore, your travel as he carries when you, you come into yeah. masonry. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start nailing it home, driving it home. Damn uh, it, Tommy, we told you not to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the shocking truth is you. there's no degree work done without him. Right. If Pete was At here, all. he'd be turning red right now. <laughs> <laughs> So um, that was one position I loved because you as the senior deacon, whether guys noticed it or not, uh, I, it, took, it, wasn't, it took me a while when I'm listening to other other guys in that position whatnot that I realized before I got there, wait a minute. By the time you become senior deacon, you're supposed to know all the mm-hmm. stations. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I better really start getting crap. <laughs> because, exactly. you know, certain certain positions you knew because you were paying more, a little bit more attention to this, depending on who was there. Mm-hmm. Because right. it also comes down to that. Um, the person that was in front of you, did they, they also help influence you. One, oh, I want to be as good as that person or even better. You know, that's but, uh, the best when you've got when you've got that going on. Yeah, and, and I was best. and I was fortunate enough as uh, when as I worked my way around, I had a young gentleman behind coming right behind me. That from the day he came into masonry, I saw myself. I saw that fire in him that was in me when I first came in, and he helped continue to keep that drive and passion in me. It made me want to, you know, because he would come question, ask me questions. What book should I read? Blah, blah, blah. He all question, asked me 30 questions. I, I had to already have, think I had 60 answers to anticipate what questions he's going to ask. But um, when it's all said and done, the best thing and the best time for me was when I got up there to the East and became worship master because didn't wasn't scared to speak, but you... That's when I truly no learned. really I, we're shocked. We are, we're shocked. <laughs> That's when I truly learned that um, as they call it the hot seat, mm-hmm. it's not the hot seat because of this or that. 
you have to take self inventory and make be aware that it is your job. Everything starts and finishes with you in that position. Yeah. It is your job, your responsibility to put the craft at work. And as we say, their learning begins with you by them watching you. Yeah. You got new members in, what are they doing? They're watching everybody. They're taught that the worst from master runs a lot. So if they see that you don't feel like you want to be there or your heart's not in it, that's when they tend to want to just walk away or whatnot. So is it um, is it kind of similar in, in Prince Hall? Because I'm, I'm just I'm sort of in a compare and contrast mode here. Mm -hmm. uh, like, it seems like there's a lack of education for the incoming masters. No offense to anybody who's been a past master, but it just seems like there's not there's not nearly enough training on how to run an organization as there should be. And and they're just kind of left adrift in that position. And I, I don't know. What is it is it I think it is up to how can I put it? The old saying is that a lot of people would like to say the past masters run the lodge. Well, they don't. Ooh. They don't. So, yeah, but that, <laughs> worshipful has been is what we call it. <laughs> no, but they don't. <clears throat> and reality is the members that run a lot. That's uh, really the secretary, but don't tell him. But um, I said no. That's secretary and the one that has all the power. <laughs> um, when it's all said and done, the secretary can run the lodge. He who can destroy it. That's thing right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> It's, it is, I think there needs to be more, well, there is now, because they have what we have, Prince Hall um, School of Instruction mm -hmm. um, online, and you, you learn all kinds of stuff um, from how to manage your meeting to fathering your school your education um, masonically with your teachings and uh, hmm. you're given like a college course um, homework clap clap um, can we get a copy of that really <laughs> <laughs> just slip it under the door at yeah. North Broad Street <laughs> and uh, um, yeah and what do you wait? Hang on, because jo Josh, Josh is our, our most recent past master. Oh, okay, um, we call him Lodge Killer, but um, the Lamberton Killer. <laughs> anyway, uh, Josh, did you feel qualified when you took the East? Oh no, not no. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, when I was actually when I was getting ready to go into my my first full year as master i think right before that is when grand lodge started those the training programs mm -hmm. um so you know i did kind of have that training program as far as you know it wasn't i mean this it was where the light switches are and it was in yeah. depth but the it wasn't club and wasn't you know it wasn't really something that, that i personally took much from a curriculum so yeah. but it sounds but, like in in prince hall that the, you have a more developed program for that. yeah it, it's um i actually because of my regular usual vocation um I, i'm always in training and re getting recertified right and there's different osha certifications um 
and DEP and all this serious stuff that I had to do and reading a bunch of dates and numbers that literally that <laughs> stuff gets blank. So they already had pre already started 2022's class, Prince Hall University. Mm -hmm. um, but um, there's another one getting ready to start up. So that'll be the one I will be able to get into. Um, and then I'll actually be able to see firsthand because there's guys at, at my lodge that have already done it mm -hmm. and participated. Mm -hmm. Like our current worship master did it last year during his first term. Um, and how's he doing right now? Let's throw him under the bus. He has to be able to go home. But <laughs> uh, oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. Um, he, <laughs> I withdraw doing, the question. he is doing good. Good. Um, <laughs> um, it's. I think. Well, I didn't ask. He, he, him, and a couple other individuals wanted to talk and tell, but I think they they were instructed. You're not supposed to share that because you're going to ruin it then for the next person that wants to come along mm -hmm. and take it. Because it's not only teaching you, it's teaching you as a mason mm -hmm. to get you prepared and want to hopefully encourage you, from my understanding, with some people, it encouraged them to want to move around the chairs in their mm -hmm. lodge. Mm -hmm. Travel. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And it's all growth. you're learning and your growth and all begins with traveling in your lodge but it also and go back to your question Tim um, traveling to other lodges and lodges outside your district mm -hmm. and, and I mean any lodge whether it's Prince Hall Freemason Lodge right. um, I don't like having to use the difference because to try to break it up so people understand but <laughs> Um, I've learned that no matter which lodge you go to, whether it's a Freemason Lodge or a Prince Hall Lodge, now I'm going to get myself. Now you're all upset about <laughs> it. He's being on the you're, table again. You know just as well as I do, because you know more Prince Hall Masons than just me. Uh -huh. um, we have the same issues. Sure. Because it's Freemason. Right. You're going to have your. Oh. <laughs> You're going to have your... Uh, it's great. We're going to make uh, this a fundraiser. At any time, you, Tommy like pounds the table. That's a dollar. It's huh? like you have to contribute a dollar to the show. Patreon.com slash MLP. Well, it's... it's. I, I think you're going to find... We both know that we... Um, you're going to have those who are going to act out and not confirm form I should mm -hmm. say to protocol and but so did uh, on a, a semi related topic did, did did you have the same post World War II boom and now valley so it's the same to the valley of the death but, yeah. <laughs> amen and, yeah. you know, and it, 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 but we but seem to be coming out of it I don't know it, and, I, and yeah. that's exactly like we just did at um our mid-year session, I think it, I don't want to say, I think it was 146 on a one-day journey. Mm. Um, in my lodge by itself, we brought five in. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's, it was an experience to see it done on that level. In the venue, I, at the venue you were at. Right. How I, many, how many people came, became Masons that day? 146. 146. Wow. Yeah, 
a one-day journey. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because you know, at dinner we were talking about what just happened in Ohio where in one day across the state of Ohio they brought in like seven million new yeah, masons. Seven million yeah. new masons. Um, actually, 800 and some. That's, and how, three that's how many listeners we have. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I'm sure they're the same issues about one day classes yes, it's, within Prince Hall and it's left up to the lodge to bring them up to speed. Yeah. But. Um, you say it, that doesn't it, always happen? Uh, no, I'm not going to say that it doesn't always happen because I can only speak for my lodge. Yeah, sometimes. I can only, yeah. I can only speak for my lodge. Uh-huh. Um, you got to remember, when there, that certain person that oversees us all uh-huh. says, you are now entitled to all the rights, likes, and benefits, mm-hmm. but you will. it is responsibility of your lodge to educate you. Mm-hmm. Right there. Hmm. Maybe we should add That's the rolling downhill part. Yes. Right there, if the members that are in that lot don't follow through with what they're supposed to do Mm -hmm. and educate that individual, then that's on them. That's on them, but at the same time, that hurts masonry because that individual, well, I'm not learning nothing. Right. This isn't what I thought was going to be a brotherhood. And I think that's something, Jack, you pointed out. I I saw a post you made uh, regarding that because you were, in fact, a one-day Mason. I was. I came in uh, in 2004 on on, uh, uh, Grandmaster Slater's. um, It may have been the first class of of one-day class. And I went 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 14, 32. Boom. One day. Done. Wham. (laughs) <laughs> left and, and I was whoa, like, "What the wait, heck did I what just was, do? What was that? That yeah. was not what my did I just hear thirty yeah. two? That was not what happened to my father. I, I, that was the the, the the prevailing thought in my mind walking out to the car was that is not the same path my father walked. Period. That was the end of it. I couldn't I couldn't get around that. When I came to lodge here, um, it was instantly apparent that I had to go through the chairs in order for myself to respect my masonry. For, for me to respect you know, myself as a, as a Mason. And I think that's the So key. that was the personal challenge for me. For, is, and once again, Is that back. we as Lodge members cheat these brethren who, for whatever reason, have gone through a one-day class when we don't pick up that mantle right. and assist in the education exactly. that we got in whatever time period it took us to do to, to go through to those degrees. Um, you know, I... I joined an organization, was invited to join an organization a month ago, and the the degree work that they did for that was amazing. I in no way would have been ready for that, you know, 17 years ago when I became a Mason. I wouldn't have been ready to have understood the fourth degree or any other Scottish Rite degree, certainly not the 32nd degree. I had no idea what that stuff was On the day I got a first, second, third degree. And, I mean, we've all seen that. I mean, for for a couple of times, you could join a Blue Lodge, you could join Scottish Rite, and you could join the Shrine all in one day, you know, bada-bing, bada-boom, done. And, um, yeah, so I think we, if we're going to do that... If we're going to do that, um, then it is incumbent upon us as lodge members to to help with that. Yeah, that that's whew, that wouldn't happen. On, <laughs> you're not going. So you mentioned earlier one of the one of the ways I can always distinguish someone as a Prince Hall Mason 
uh, is when they start talking about the different houses. Hmm. It's that's a term that is almost exclusively a Prince Hall term. Um, it's a much simpler description for us, but explain that to us, Tommy. Well, there's two terms. Yes. You will hear houses uh-huh. or Masonic bodies. Yes. Um, and I'm going to use Masonic body because now you corrected me and I know not to use houses. <laughs> use whatever no, you, you want. use houses, though. You, 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 use houses. You, you can use the word phrase houses, but um, the correct wording should be mm-hmm. Masonic bodies. Right. Um, but the slang, if you will, is yeah, the red house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, the yeah, yeah, whatever and, house. And, yeah. well, I'm not going to say that because <clears throat> I tend to... Um, have an issue with those words because um, <laughs> as you already know because uh-huh. anywhere and show me in that first three degrees where it says blue right correct <laughs> I have no idea what's happening in front of me right now I feel like um, he's putting stuff I'm in playing the Tetris with the wires I was going to say there's a Tetris game going I'm, on I'm having an OCD moment in the right here studio here the, the, <laughs> The the tabletop here in the studio looks like a pit of vipers. Okay. And I'm just, <laughs> just trying to organize to house here. the cabling here, which as is as we record our episode. Okay. okay. So uh, talk about some of the bodies that you're the appendant bodies that you're part of. Uh, as you know, I'm a past master uh-huh. who's sitting back in that senior warden mm-hmm. who's elected and installed as senior warden. Um in my holy Roarch chapter. I am a past high priest, mm-hmm. as are Jack and I, and I am now sent in as excellent scribe. So I am still a pillar. Okay. In <laughs> um, those two bodies, I am a pillar. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, let's go to uh, Nice Templar. Okay. My commandery. I am Captain General there. Okay. So once again, I'm with, with between that and my chapter, Holy Roar's chapter. I am sitting in the same position. Okay. Is, is there similar mutual recognition among the the appendant bodies, appendant bodies that that there is with the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania? Yes, um, but they all know, and it's always made clear by the most worshipful Grandmaster that they are. Subordinate bodies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Yes. Of Very the much Grand so. Lodge. Yes. yes. So that that is the one <laughs> phrase that is no matter what most worship grandmaster we have in there. Yes. That that term is always mentioned yeah. for one reason or another. And oh, there's only one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But we don't need none of us need no. to even yeah. know no, state no, why no, that no, is. No, right. but, um, no. 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 Um, yeah, so then um, I was at Commandry. Now my consistory, I guess I should have named them. Uh, Children Friend number 43 is my lodge. My Harris chapter number 26 is my Holy Royal Arts chapter. Um, Howard Lennon number 17 is my Commandry. Nimrod number 9 is my consistory. And I am the first lieutenant there. Uh, this is my first year as first lieutenant. But I have served as um, thrice potent master, which I won years, a couple years ago, thrice potent master of the year for 
Pennsylvania. Nice. Um, but that was also tied into to my love for the Holy War Arch. Yes. Um, it is cool work. Yes. Is. That that is your spiritual house. So, um, yeah, that that's no matter what is going on with you. Well, for me at that time being, it didn't matter if I was upset with work, this or that. Um, that was the one subordinate body house uh -huh. um, that I did not miss because that was the one place I could go to to get that solemn relief and nice. It's good to have a place for that. I've actually got one more question. Of, of all the different appendant bodies that you either participate in, have joined, etc., what's been your favorite degree or the most meaningful to you? There is money on the line here. Yes. <laughs> or do you have one? I don't have just one because, and I, and I can say this because, well, I guess if I got to say it, it, here it is. It's first degree. Okay. Good. Because that's what started me on my journey. Awesome. Nice. Great. Well played, young man. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take another quick break. We're going to come back and wrap up tonight's episode with Brother Tommy Long, Jr. Freemasonry marked another milestone this month when the Grand Lodge of Georgia and the Grand Lodge of Georgia, Prince Hall affiliation, shared mutual recognition and a ceremony of amity between their two great institutions. Congratulations to all our Georgia brothers. Welcome to the next chapter of True Brotherhood. Now let's turn our attention to the handful of jurisdictions still living in the 19th century. Come on, brothers. Let's get this done. It's long overdue. That's the Masonic news. So mode it was. Very good, Walter. Excellent. And congratulations, as indeed, to our brethren in Georgia. Absolutely. <laughs> this has been going on for a long time. I think the, uh, the Grand Lodge of Georgia actually passed this re resolution in 2021, right. sometime mm -hmm. about mid-year. And it's just taken now to get all the ceremonies worked out and documents printed and, you know, bling to be made and pens to give out and all, <laughs> all that kind of stuff that goes <laughs> With such and a and yeah. something we learned, Ireland um, <laughs> Solomon Cigars and... is having a special issued cigar commemorating a, commemorating the that treaty. The Grand Lodges of Georgia. The Grand wow. Lodges of Georgia. Yes. Outstanding. That's yeah. great. Wow. He wasn't allowed to. Sh he showed me a picture of what the label would look like, but he wasn't allowed to actually show me the cigar because they were withholding it all till that day. Very cool. Yes. Wow. Very good. That'd be a nice. A nice fundraiser for Masonic Life Posse. If we could get a box of those and sell them. Well, we have. Not we, can't, we, no, can't, we, we can't sell them, Larry. We are not selling. No, we're not no. selling. But if somebody decides oh to take God. one and give a donation. There you go, donation. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Thank you. God, the IRS is going to be knocking on our door. Like you one gotta, of those magic prayer cloths that they used to sell in the middle of the night on TV. I knocked the foam. I didn't knock my hand. All right, Larry, what do you got coming up the next uh, couple of weeks? Uh, really, I mean, I have things at the beginning of the month and things at the end of the month, so really, other than breakfast, nothing. Well, we're coming up at the end of the month, so what do you got coming up at the end of the month? No, we're not. We'll have another show before the end of the month. Not till the 27th. Oh. That would be. The oh, end I guess of the I month. have tall cedars. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tall 
Alice Eaters. Yes, that's right. That's right. Forgot about that. Ceremonial. Okay. Don't want to come at that. <laughs> I remember parts of that. <laughs> Jack, how about you? What do you got coming up? Um, mostly personal stuff, really. Um, just just doing my thing at Lodge. I mean, my thing at Lodge is the new candidates coming through. And right now we've just graduated all our guys into uh, the third degree. And we have um, one more. Actually, we have one in the chamber, right? Uh-huh. And he is the father of our past master and his brother and the past master's son, who are all Freemasons already. Okay, Brother Tommy, uh, how about you? What do you got coming up Masonically in the next couple of weeks? Okay, next week on Wednesday, I have a meeting. Um, Thursday, another lodge. I have a lodge meeting. <laughs> Friday, I have a chapter meeting on the 22nd. The uh, 23rd, um, I have a 5th district and joint um, banquet in which we we are doing our lodges our, as well as our Esther chapters are honoring individuals in my lodge, Children Friends, number 43. Pick me as an honoree. Um, Aww. So, Nice. So, you know, that's it'll be another busy week and um, good thing so I have just several like, black suits. You just occasionally drive by your house and and wave. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever when you meet my wife, you you, you hear her say, I, I, he's happy with it. I know what it does for him and does to him and for us. Um bye. <laughs> Actually reminds my wife me just says, "Don't you have another meeting? Don't you have a meeting to go to?" Carol says that to all the Larry time. All the yeah, time. Don't, don't you have a meeting somewhere? Josh, how about you? Uh, I don't really have anything coming up. I'm uh, just doing behind the scenes secret stuff. Okay, Illuminati again. Secret Persona stuff. Mui Gratti. <laughs> Going to Millersville Lodge number uh, four seventy six. Yep. In May. Yep. All right. Great. Vote no. I may uh, show up and uh, sit with you. I did. Awesome. Actually, you know, you mentioning your wife reminded me because I actually got to meet your wife last week, and there was an event that we did not mention. Dun, 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 and we'd dun. get in trouble if we Your didn't purse. pay homage for this. Oh no, no, there's that too. But we were actually at a hundred and fiftieth banquet of a Royal Arch chapter, um, yeah, Newport whoa. chapter. <laughs> That our good brother Eric Berger is the high priest of. Yes. I'd never been to a 150th banquet of a chapter before. No. And it was incredibly well attended. Mm-hmm. They had like 80 people there. Nice. Um, it was very nice. Uh, the grand chapter people came in and did what they needed to do and made it quick. Yes, they did. I mean, that was the quickest banquet. I, it was you well fed. Yes. Everybody kept their talking. To a to minimum. minimum, and we I retired mean, to the uh, it outer. It took us longer walls. to get dressed to get there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's it, a it, right meeting. That, yes, that's, yes, yes, yes. It, it is. Were, but it was very, it was very nice and well put. Yeah. And then also, my wife, she made, she discovered that her one of her coworkers, um, husband and father-in-law, are masons. Nice. How about so, that? Uh, so I've got coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, starting uh, dun, dun, starting dun, Sunday right. begins uh, reunion rehearsal season Mason. for all Scottish Rite Masons 
Incidentally, not to butt in on your calendar. And yet you do. I remind you. I'm supposed to be at rehearsal tonight. Oh, shh. No, but that's okay. I, I, I think I let them know in time that I wouldn't. It's, I don't have a speaking role, so I just have to know where my spots are. And well, it's how, backstage, how, right? Yeah. Sitting in a chair. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm in the 18th puddle. degree. Oh, you're in the 18th degree? Yeah, wow. I'm, in, I'm in the play. Okay, in the play. Skits. 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 Little rascals. Okay, enough of that. Anyway, so we have reunion rehearsal season coming up literally for the next like month, it seems. Council of Deliberation meeting at the Valley of Harrisburg Saturday, as well as First Capital York Wright College Cigar Lodge, number one. Uh, we'll be meeting at Best Cigar Pub on April the 24th. Uh, that is also the same night as Ubar Grotto. Uh, it's convivial, uh, mm-hmm. where uh, all the meat you can eat. Um, and we'll be inducting new people uh, that night. All the meat you can eat. All the meat you can eat. Yeah, this is meat sweats night. Yeah. yeah. Please tell it's, me they're not having brutal. prime rib. No, they're, my understanding is not. <laughs> you see that we've, ar- we've already had that discussion on this on the show. This will um, be meat that's actually cooked. Yeah, this yeah. Meat will actually be cooked. Um, <laughs> Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 will be having its stated meeting coming up uh, the first Monday, Monday. of the month. Uh, and then Saturday, May 7th, it's a little bit further out than our next episode, but uh, it's a busy, busy day at the Valley of Harrisburg. The Children's Dyslexia Center uh, house there will be having its graduation that morning, uh, followed by a seafood fest sponsored by the Valley of Harrisburg in the afternoon. And then at 5 p.m., uh, if, we're, if anyone's still standing, we will retire for our Kentucky Derby party. Um, where everybody will dress up with funny hats and they keep talking about wanting to do mint juleps, but I've told them we can't be messing up good bourbon with all that mint. Oh, hogwash. So I agree. You're a purist. I agree. No, I am a purist. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, again, uh, I'll be spending a lot of time at the Valley of Harrisburg because of all of the rehearsals and, and the and cigars. Stuff. And the cigars. Well, there is that, right? What, one of the things I remembered about Millersville 476, their May meeting. The second Tuesday in, I mean, the first Tuesday in May, is we're doing the Rusty Nail degree, correct? Oh, yeah, I forgot I'm going to be out of town. <laughs> and as a group, there, there are Maryland Masons coming in to do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Well, that's all right. So it's good to see everybody again. Uh, our next episode. Well, wait a minute before okay. we go. Okay. Let us remember our brother Pete. Yes, you're missed. Who is who is not here tonight for this uh, for this recording session? Pete is floating down a river somewhere in Europe with repeat with his lovely wife Stephanie. And uh, I just say want to say I'm jealous as hell. And it's not that I want the boat to sink, but just. I hope you're having fun. We're having fun in your name. Amen. So mote it be. Indeed. We have an empty chair in your honor, Pete. Um, We were hoping for a a Moyer-like call-in, but uh, 
I think the time difference uh, kind of got us. So, all right. Uh, I, as I was about to say, our, you'll definitely want to tune in to our next episode. We have a very special guest <laughs> coming in for episode 138, the Right Worshipful Past Grandmaster of Free and Accepted Masons. Tell me what's his of name? Pennsylvania and Masonic jurisdictions there unto belonging for the Thomas oh, Gammon the Fourth. So guys, bring your dues cards. We'll have to set them on the table and hope we <laughs> no, don't no, escape. He's passed. Yeah. No, he's he passed. Well, but he has a he has he he, he has the he's a right worshipful has been. He's a right worshipful. <laughs> he's so. a right worshipful. That's right. All right, uh, Josh, time to let those chickens out. Larry, get us out of here. Hey, special thanks to Everett Lodge 665. Um, <laughs> chickens uh, were getting a little too close there. Yeah. yeah. Steroid based hey, chickens, yeah. Thanks, Everett Lodge 665. And I've said this so darn many times, you know why we're thanking you. Uh, to our producer director, Josh Lamberton. Uh, Jack Harley, our news director, Tim Denman. Our marketing director, our special contributors Doug Maddenford and Michelle Snyder, and soon to be Schiff. What? What's his name? <laughs> Austin Schifrin. Austin Schifrin. There you go. Dude, his name is on the board. He was the special guest of episode 135. God, his name is on the board. It's, it's written in front of you. All you had to do was read the card. Yeah. Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Did I cover everybody? I guess I, I think so. And I have no stories to tell. Hallelujah. I have nothing to, so this is it. So thanks for listening. This is Larry Maris. This is Tim. Jack. Tommy. Josh. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Good evening. Good night. <laughs>